Welcome to the Glam Life Podcast, where we empower and inspire beauty professionals to take their careers to the next level. Your host, Victoria, is a certified business coach with over a decade of experience in the beauty industry, helping countless beauty professionals start and grow successful businesses. Now she's sharing her knowledge and expertise with you. Whether you're just starting out in the beauty industry or looking to take your business to new heights, this podcast is for you, covering topics like community, management, branding, and much more. So join us on this journey to build the beauty business of your dreams. Hello, 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 and good morning. Welcome to the Glam Life Podcast. I am your host, Victoria Rocca. If you know me from Instagram, you know me as Victoria glam i am the owner of the microblading institute with locations in several cities now in the u.s and i also own brow sister pmu products who sponsor this podcast so make sure that you head over to browsister.com and check out our amazing arraignment of uh, numbing products we have primary and secondary products we're bringing a new product to market just next month which i'm really excited about i'll probably reveal it here on the podcast, but I am debuting it at the UK PMU conference where we are currently nominated for best new product in the UK. How exciting is that? Um, In addition to all of those things, I also am and have been a beauty business coach for the last several years. I've helped lots of people just like you um, start their beauty businesses and really learn how to market and scale themselves, whether that's hiring and managing a team or branding yourself and figuring out who your ideal client is and how to speak to them. But I also talk a whole lot on this podcast for absolutely free about all of the feelings that go along with that and kind of just, I don't know, you guys are almost my personal therapists. Like I just kind of work this shit out. I just verbalize it on air and we talk about our joint experiences with things that I know that we all go through. One of those things I want to talk to you about today specifically is this phenomena of becoming friends with your employees and then the feelings of that when it's over. Because we don't own anyone, right? They're eventually going to leave. People who come, come for a while. They're here for a season, maybe a reason, and then they're gone, right? So nobody stays with you forever. And I think that business breakups are harder than real breakups (laughs) because at least that's private. You know, but with business breakups, a lot of times you have other people who are like, wow, you have a lot of turnover or, well, I thought she was solid. Why would she leave you kind of thing? And people don't feel as uncomfortable asking about that. Um, Whereas like in a a relationship breakup, people are kind of like, they might ask, oh, what happened? But they're, they're never going to say, I don't know. I just feel like it's messier when it's business breakups or it can be. Sometimes breakups are really calm easy breezy just it was you've reached the natural evolution of your your path together and that's fine um like when katie left katie was our front desk when we first opened our big location when i purchased my building we moved in here together and she was here working as front end manager for almost a full year and then she wound up taking a 40 hour a week job with benefits in the field she was in before she came to work for me And I couldn't compete with that. I can't pay her that big of a salary and have her, you know, working 40 hours a week and pay her also dental and health benefits and everything. I can't do that. I'm a small business who just purchased commercial property, you know. I was still paying for the the renovations and everything else. So it just wasn't practical. And it wasn't drama. It wasn't um, unkind words. As a matter of fact, about three weeks ago, Katie and I had a 
two-hour-long brunch together. There's no drama there. And I think those kind of breakups are easy, right? Like it's still, you feel a void, you feel the absence of that person. But then there are messy breakups where maybe someone wronged someone or maybe you just feel really uncomfortable because it doesn't always have to be a huge drama either. Like I've had a drama breakup before. My The first person to stab me in the back in this business, like truly become my friend, be close with me, felt like a sister who I had big designs on just really elevating her and You know, there's this old quote about leadership. Um, You are not a boss if everybody around you is not eating. And so I make it my mission to make sure that the people who are pouring into me and my business get poured back into. Like Taylor, I made Taylor the lead educator. I offloaded all of our monthly courses to her and made her pretty pretty good living. And then I went even further and forced her to create her own curriculum, taught her how to do it, then marketed the class for her and made her rich. (laughs) Let's be honest. And that's because she was so down and so loyal to me while I was in my building phase. If I make it to the top of the mountain, it is my duty as her leader to turn around and extend my hand to pull her up to the top with me. That's my job. Because if I'm eating, but everybody around me is broke and hungry, first of all, they're going to stab you in the back. Just know that. And secondly, that's not a real boss, you know? Like, uh, you, you can't even replicate success for other people. You can't be, ha- like, helpful or happy for the people who helped you get there because nobody did it alone. I think that's really important. So with this first girl, I wanted to do all those things for her. And those were my intents and designs. I was giving her my clients as I was getting busier with trainings. I wanted to give her those initial trainings. It was a whole, it was a whole thing, right? But mm, T, it didn't work out that way. And, you know, we say it's not a big deal and it's in the past and who cares? And when I see her now, I'm polite and I say hello. But she really went off the rails, man. She really went fucking crazy. She posted all kind of shit. She said that I abused her. I mean, just, you know, calling calling a lot of things much, I don't know, like making a mountain out of a molehill, let's say. And I think a lot of it stemmed from jealousy. But now that she runs her own business, I bet you a full doll hair that she would probably say, okay, I, I probably was overreacting on some of those things. Or I was, on, I was only seeing things from my frame of view. I wasn't seeing them from the point of view of the business owner, which that's great that I have the insight to look back on that with um, what's the word that I'm looking for? Like I want to look, when I look back on it, it's not through rose colored glasses, but I'm also not still angry with her. I am still really sad about it though, because we were sisters, you know, like she was supposed to be here. (laughs) She was supposed to be here, but it's okay. It worked out because uh, Taylor's a better fit for the company. And, um, yeah, I don't know. So there's dramatic breakups like that too, right? Where like we really don't, I mean, if I see her, I say hello, but I, I don't follow her. <laughs> you know what I mean? So there's dramatic breakups. But what about those breakups that are just breakups and they're just kind of sad? Like your average run-of-the-mill every day just, oh yeah, she used to work here. She didn't work anymore. I think sometimes there's not necessarily a reason because people have personal lives, right? So sometimes it's just that something was going on in their personal life and so this wasn't a fit anymore. Or maybe things are going on in your personal life. And they're just like, oh, I gotta, I gotta get out of here. It's not the, it's not the right fit right now for me. Um, 
yeah, I have one of those right now who like, it's not me. It's, it's her personal life and she's got one foot out the door and she gave me notice yesterday and, um, you guys don't know her. She's not super visible at the business, but it still gets you down though, you know, because we've been together for like a year now and she's so much fun and she's so fun to have around that I want to do whatever I can to keep her here because it's not really about whether or not we earn money together for me. It's about the fact that it makes my, my work life fun. You know what I mean? Like she's pleasant to be around. She is quote, a valued member of the team. We like having her around. We like chatting with her. We like her humor. We like her stories. The air feels brighter when she's around. You know, she's such a good fit. She's a natural fit. But she has things going on in her personal life right now that require her focus and her energy. And there's really not that much left over for work. So it's not that she's leaving us and going somewhere else. It's not that she's unhappy here and wants to leave. It's simply that she can't commit right now. So there's no drama. There's no drama. But it also is not at its natural end for both of us. It's not like I was like, yeah, it's time for you to move on. Yeah, it wasn't like that either. It was just simply a bummer (laughs) to put it in like just the most obvious terms, just a fucking bummer. And it's not like I didn't see it coming because we saw her less and, you know, certain things were happening later or taking longer or just lack in communication. You could feel someone pulling away, but like, I'm just not into it. Like, no, don't pull away. Stay here. What are you talking about? Come back here. If things are going shit there, let's make them really great here so you have a safe haven because we like having you here. We like you. We like you. (laughs) So, yeah, I I mean, people have their own free will, right? You don't own anybody. So I can't say, no, you have to stay here. No, you can't ever go work anywhere else. No, you can't quit your job. Like, I can't say that. I have to live with the choices that this person is making. And it is bumming me out so Sarah and I were on the phone last night crying together and we were like no it can't be it can't be Sarah is my day one a one ace she's just the best and so even though we are not in business together she's a booth renter she runs her own business and she runs it however she wants she's also a bartender so often she runs it you know at hours that I'm not here we're almost ships passing in the night at this point but we're still both pretty plugged in and we talk pretty often Um, even if we're not face-to-face. And I have to tell you, she's the first person I run to because she's my home base, right? She was there since day one. Do you have someone like that? Someone who, like, maybe they're kind of inconsequential in the grand scheme of things, but emotionally they're so important to you because they were there when you were building or because they were there when you went through a hard time or because they were there when you first, you know, had your breakthrough or your big chance or whatever. Oh, God, Duolingo's texting me. Okay, 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 I will learn French. Anyway, so Sarah is still who I kind of run to. I mean, of course, I always tell my husband everything. My husband is my best bud on the whole planet. So he was the first person I told. But then after I told him, he gave me kind of the husband answer. Oh, that sucks. Well, I guess, you know, makes sense. That kind of shit. Like, nobody asked you that, Andrew. I asked you to let me sit here and cry and feel my feelings, okay? Well, Victoria, this is like your millionth, like you've been in business seven years. Like it's not, who cares, you know? Well, I care. I care. I'm not saying I don't care about her. I'm just saying like, okay, all right. I'm not getting 
It's not giving what it needs to give, so I'm going to call Sarah. Sarah was bartending, so I had to wait until 11 p.m. when she was done, which was like a whole hour wait, which was way too long to make me wait when I'm emotional. Um, Yeah, and then we just kind of cried on the phone. Like, no, it can't be. But it's so... And then, you know, we, we spoke a little this morning. I know she spoke with her as well. And it seems like there's resolve. It seems resolute. It is certain that this person will be exiting the team. And it's just weighing so heavily on me because... As a leader, I start to think to myself, and I'm sure you do too when you have a team member leave. You think to yourself, what could I have done differently to support this person? And while this person is a contractor, they don't work for me directly, like there's still so much more that I would recommend for her to do. Like I don't feel like it's give up time. I told you, it doesn't feel like the natural end of something. But where is our place as leaders? Because you can lead a horse to water, right? And I've coached hundreds of beauty businesses at this point and there have been many times with no qualm that I have wiped my hands and said listen I I gave you the I gave you the blueprint I told you what to do if you didn't do it what can I do but in this one because it's in my own roof it's like I can keep telling you you need to do this you should do that you should totally do this but if you're not implementing I just feel like I witnessed you know a crime And I I didn't stop it. You know what I mean? It feels like that. Like that helplessness of like, I could fix this for you, but you won't fix it. (laughs) I'm telling you how to fix it, but you won't do it. I could tell you what to set the oven at. I could tell you what ingredients to put together in what order. But if you don't go to the grocery store and buy the ingredients and then sit in the kitchen and weigh them out or measure them out and put them together, like you're never going to have the cake. You know what I mean? So it's like a double heartbreak because you're losing a fun part of the atmosphere and then also you're feeling like, damn, you know, I didn't help her in time or I didn't help her enough or she she just wouldn't listen or it's that kind of thing. Do you feel that way? Somebody go to my Instagram, if you're listening right now, go to my Instagram, find the post talking about today's episode and comment on it and tell me if you have ever had let's call it a bland breakup it wasn't spicy there's no drama it wasn't you know joyous yay you're moving on to better things it's come to its natural end it was just bland it just is what it is it's a breakup that we're not feeling I'm not vibing with it um and you know welcome back anytime happy happy to go to drinks or dinner or lunch hang out but yeah nobody did anything wrong it's just sad do you ever feel that way have you had a business breakup like this what do you do so I'll tell you what I did the first thing I did was reiterate the steps that I have said many times over the last year you should do this you should do this and I also said let's pause our financial obligation because if that's the only reason you're leaving that's truly the only reason you're leaving then why wouldn't you just pause it and try the things that I'm telling you. If you actually are saying the truth that you want to stay here and it's just a financial thing, like I can't put my focus and my time into this, which means that it's not earning me money or that it's costing me money. Okay, let's put a pin in the financial portion of our arrangement and come in and do the things that I'm telling you to do. And if that doesn't alleviate some of the stress from you, uh, for you, however you want to put that, then okay walk away I was like let's do a 30-day pause 
and and figure out if you really worked hard at this, if you really concentrated and focused. But then I have to keep in mind that even though I am again offering, maybe that's just the leader in me. But it, just because I can lead doesn't mean that it's going to be received. Because she has already verbalized to me that she doesn't have the focus right now. She doesn't have the time right now because of those things happening in her life. <clears throat> and I don't want to put her business on Front Street and tell you what it is. But I mean, it's it's familial stuff and whatever. It's adult stuff. So I can't fix those problems. Those are personal issues, you know. There's nothing I can do to change that. The only thing I can do is help her earn money. And if earning money is going to alleviate any of those problems, that's great. But I almost feel like it's just a band-aid at this point. So, I mean, we're going to proceed and we'll see. If she gives me the effort back, I'm going to continue pouring into her. Because she is, quote, a valued member of the team, as they say, right? But that's truly what she is. That's the best way to describe it. What have you done? What have you guys done in this situation? Have you ever had somebody who was like on the brink of walking and you really just didn't want to lose them and then been able to pull them back into a nice, healthy, profitable, organized, non-chaotic, non-toxic work environment? Let's talk about the opposite. How about that girl I mentioned earlier? I know you've all had one of those. We call them business bullies. Have you ever had a bully in your business who just absolutely backstabbed you, betrayed you, uh, dogged you out to other people, went, went their separate way. Think, See, that's the thing. I think a lot of times if you do not, um, if A, if you're not a true leader and you're not helping them earn any money or realize their own goals or grow, if you're not making space for them to grow, or if they simply are Delulu and feel like, well, I deserve this, or, you know, the excuse me, that entitlement, which I know I've spoken about several times. I even have an episode called Entitlement. Um, if that's the case, then it's just, there's no there's no going back, you know? Once you start breaking shit in my shop, you gotta fucking go. So at that point, how did you handle, how did you handle the fallout afterward? Because you have to restrict access to things. You need to have systems in place to where you can restrict access to things on a dime. Um, and then also... What's your public response going to be? Because if they're publicly accusing you of things or dragging you or whatever, what's your public response going to be? I personally love the Kim K, Princess Kate, uh, Queen of England way of responding to things. I don't. Because why would I? It's not my business. It's none of my business what other people think about me at all. There are plenty of people who don't like me. I don't give a shit. You think I don't know? You think I don't know people don't like me? (laughs) Of course you don't. You are not moving around half as much as I am. You like the things that I do, and you would like to do those things. But you don't want to do the things I had to do to be able to do these things. So you see me flying to London and driving through Switzerland and Germany with my husband on a a week-long romantic vacation. You see me flying into Miami. You see me heading to Europe on solo trips with my girlfriends. That looks amazing. That shit looks amazing. That looks like a very romantic life. Not me buying acreage on the river building a fucking castle driving a porsche all that shit looks great to the materialistic girlies that's the ones you have to watch out for though because those materialistic girlies are the first ones to get jealous because usually they don't want to put in the work to get the things and so when you hear things like oh what we weren't good enough to be invited to dinner um that's a hater that's a hater run that's a hater You cannot salvage that relationship. There's nothing you can do to please that person because they're not pleased with themselves. It's not you that's the problem. 
It's just them seeing what they don't have and they're jealous about that. So when you have somebody on staff like that, cut and run. Fire fast, hire slow. Fire fast, hire slow. That's all. That's always the name of the game. And honestly, I learned this in the strip club and I will preach it until the day that I die probably. Don't set expectations. Ooh, my AC is kicking on. If y'all hear that, I'm so sorry. Don't set expectations for people that are simply unrealistic um, because it's, it's just going to breed competitiveness and jealousy and negativity and negativity is infectious so if you got one person who quits and there's somebody they've been chatting with wait for them to quit too just know just know that it's festering the seeds have been planted and negativity is very contagious so um a a great example of what i'm talking about is that at the club that i worked at in baton rouge if you didn't get along with the other girls you couldn't work there and I carry that into my management skills today. If you don't get along with everybody, if somebody comes to me and says, you know, so-and-so makes me uncomfortable or they say these things. Like we had this one girl who was a little Delulu. Okay. She was a little crazy, crazy cat. She was very young and uh, she got drunk at a work event and I wasn't near her, so I didn't know about it. But another staff member told me that she was telling stories. That's the best way to say it, telling stories, right? So um, she started talking about how she had this, she was like a Russian spy at one point, And, you know, her, her crazy travels and all, like shit that was not true at all. Yeah, you got to go. You Yeah, it's not going to work out. Because you're making people uncomfortable in the workplace. And I'm not... I'm not majoring in the minors over here. I'm not trying to be middle management when I'm the CEO and have big picture things to to chase down, track down, and figure out. Like, I'm closing deals with European manufacturers and shit. I'm not trying to figure out how to mediate this very minute problem between you and someone you lied to when you were drunk. That's crazy talk. You, You gotta go. I'm not dealing with that. At the strip club, it was the same way. So if you were sitting in the back in the dressing room hating on another girl because she'd been in, you know, a champagne room for three hours and you haven't been even called to stage and haven't made any money at all, stage money is the least money you make, by the way, then you're just sitting back there talking shit. All you're doing is being really, really jealous and hating and spreading that around the club. And you have to kill that right now, right now, as a club owner. You have to say, "Uh uh-uh can't happen because then all my girls are going to become catty it's going to become toxic nobody's going to be making money if you walk into a club and the girls are like hey oh my god hi nice to meet you there's money in the club just know that there's money in the club if you walk in and they side eye you and they got their feet kicked up on the bar and they're smoking and they're rolling their eyes and they're saying just know just so you know that's my regular there's no money in the club nobody's making any money just know that if they're sitting in the back talking shit there's no money in the club. None. And I only worked at one place as a, as a brow artist. I only worked one place. And it was new and the person was new to management. So no hate towards her at all. But she was new to management, right? So we had these expectations that you needed to be there from this time to this time. And we were not getting hourly pay. <laughs> Hello, tax fraud. Because uh, we were 1099. But we were required to be there from this time till this time. And you had to sit in this little tiny break room in the back and just practice if you didn't have any clients. Well, of course we don't have any clients. We're all brand new, you know. Um, I could practice at home. But whatever. That was the rule. Do you know what happened? The same shit. I was watching it happen in 4K right in front of me. 
oh, this one's talking about that one, and why does so-and-so always have, and nobody's on my books, and I know they skipped me when somebody called in. It was, it was negative, and like nobody wants to be around that. I don't run my shop that way. If you book yourself and you have something to do here, when you walk through the door, you know you're earning money, everybody's in a great mood. Everybody who's here is in a great mood. Everybody's getting along. Everybody's having a good time. You are here to either uh, make content so that you can market yourself and get booked or because you are booked and have a client and you're going to make money. Everyone's in a great mood. And I love that. That's why we have a little sisterhood and that's why we all enjoy seeing each other and coming to work every day and it always feels like a party. The atmosphere here is a party. And when someone comes in and sticks out like a sore thumb, uh, they got to go. We had another girl once who on her first day, on her first day, the hiring manager was kind of walking her through things and she was like, this is a lot. I mean, I don't want to do this job for long. Okay, you don't have to do it at all. You could go. You could go. You don't have to do it. <laughs> Be serious. I, I can't. I can't. Yeah, you. there's so much that goes into leading a team. And at some point, we want to take those negative Nancys and like the shepherd that goes back for the one sheep, right? We want to inspire them. We want to lead them. We feel like we're letting our team down when they are negative or jealous or envious or a hater, kind of. Like the call is coming from the inside, right? Like your biggest hater is right there on your payroll. We feel like, what is my culpability in this? Where did I go wrong as a leader? But sometimes where you went wrong as a leader is not firing fast enough. That's not the case with the girl that I was bummed about this morning. Not at all. First of all, like I said, she doesn't work for me. She is a contractor. So she's just like part of the extended MBI family, which is why you guys don't know her or see her. But um, yeah, I think, there, I think there have been cases where it's just felt like, this is good. It's good for you to move on. I'm ready. You're ready. Love you. I will see you soon. You know, it's it's time for you to move on. There have been times where it's been like, what the fuck was that? I feel like I got hit by a train, like blindsided. What the fuck? What was that? Where did that come from? I literally offered you a raise and you went in my shop busting shit up. Like what? This is crazy talk. This is a crazy person. I don't know what's going on. And then there are times like this morning where it just doesn't feel good. It just does not feel good. And you want to change things and you want to put all of your leadership and all of your efforts and just really put your whole vajussy in there, you know, try and help this person out. But at the end of the day, horses to water, man, horses to water. I hope that even if this wasn't helpful to you, hope that it was a little bit therapeutic for you because I know that these are three different types of business breakups that we have all been through or we all will go through. Just know that you're not alone. And if you'd like to talk about it, if you need to talk about it, you can always find me over at Instagram at victoria.glam. Please, 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 please go to my Instagram, find the video, the little reel that discusses today's podcast. And let's talk about it because I feel like that's what helps people the most is just kind of like talking, airing it out, sharing experiences and knowing that you're not alone. It's not an experience that's unique to you. Everyone in this business has had a business bully, a business breakup. Everybody's had a bland breakup, everybody. So let's chat about it. 
And as always, I will see you here next week. Thanks to Brow Sister PMU products, browsister.com for all of your numbing needs. We also have an assortment of biotech pigments and uh, Brow Sister microblades if you're on the market. I believe we will be carrying um, neon black cartridges soon, which is very exciting. We have a new product coming out next month, so keep your eyes pilade for that. I will meet you here next week. As always, I'll see you soon. Bye.